episode 246 of the Anarchist News Podcast, a digest and or conversations on anarchist activity ideas and comments from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. What's new this week? Agency 2021 year in review from Anarchist Agency, an uninspired advertisement for protesting as usual. Moving on. British politics and anarchism in 2022 from Freedom UK by John Bigger. Apparently, this is a columnist for Freedom UK. Quote, that isn't to say that there is no activity at all. There has been some really encouraging happenings, like the mutual aid that sprung up at the start of the pandemic. There's always anarchists beavering away at some local project, not seeking mass recognition, but changing lives for the better in low-key ways. Widespread anarchist activity can't be cyclical. There will be periods of decline and stagnation. There will be periods of advancements. What we do in 2022 and beyond will prepare and propel the movement forward. There's so much in British politics that anarchism should be concerned with. The state is extending its power, and it isn't hyperbolic to suppose that democracy itself is under threat. Whilst we might not believe in a liberal democracy, we must be at the forefront to prevent its successor from emerging." Unquote. Must we though? Really? Anarchism is just a name from Freedom UK by Rhys Nicholas. Reviews of Kamboa Irvin's Anarchism and the Black Revolution, and Anderson's The Nation on No Map coming out in April. Color me surprised. Despite the fake out of the title, which is a feint frequently thrown out by those arguing for leftist unity, this review out of Freedom UK, Freedom UK people, is good. It's thoughtful, critical in the good way, and informed. Quote, to understand Black anarchism as a subcategory of the wider anarchist movement would be a mistake. Almost all of the key figures in the first wave of Black anarchist thought Ashanti Alston, Kuasi Balagoon, Ojori Lutalo, and Martin Sostre, as well as Irvin, were members or associates of the Black Panther Party. Sostre is the ex- exception, having previously participated in the Nation of Islam, and all spent time in prison or on fabricated or trumped up charges. Scholar of social movements Dana M. Williams is therefore correct when he argues that Black anarchism emerged as an imminent critique of the Black Power movement and its authoritarian tendencies, whether Marxist-Leninist, Maoist, bourgeois, or nationalist. But Black anarchism was not only an internal movement critique, it also offered a new framework for both understanding and struggling against what Cedric J. Robinson termed racial capitalism, a touchstone for both Irvin and Anderson. Black anarchism was thus, from its beginnings, a double critique of a Black movement and a white society. This double critique structures the whole of Irvin's book. On the one hand, he he is implacable in his denunciation of capitalism and racism, the title of chapter two, On the other, he offers sustained fraternal criticism of the failings of the Black Panther Party and its variety of Marxism-Leninism, as well as several other tendencies in African-American politics. It is from this critique of BPP commandism that Irvin begins to sketch his own organizational program, one he terms Black autonomy. For Irvin, Black autonomy names an autonomous movement of anarchists of color, not African-Americans alone. Unquote. This is well worth reading, and the one comment in response to it is also quality. We'll be keeping an eye out for this author in the future. That was Anarchism is Just a Name from Freedom UK, for fuck's sake. Texas prisoners organize strike and boycott for Juneteenth 2022 from It's Going Down. Quote, the prisoners are demanding an end to male censorship, compensation for inmate labor, an end to monopoly business practices that exploit prisoners and their family members, the abolition of long-term segregation, and a number of other things. The communique also calls for prisoners themselves to use this initiative to catalyze their own autonomous liberatory spaces like liberation libraries, study groups, a Texas prison workers union, and youth engagement programs. 
The communique is being spread publicly as an invitation to outside groups like Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee, Anarchist Black Cross Groups, Revolutionary Abolitionist Movement Chapters, and other prisoner support groups and anti-prison groups to help spread the word to prison populations in their own states as well, unquote. That was Texas Prisoners Organized Strike. Against the second curfew, too, from Anon out of Canada, where anarchists seem to be dealing with harsher government strictures and are, perhaps because of them, more outspoken against those strictures. It can read differently in the U.S., but it seems like one of the bottom lines is that the anti-vaxxers, with the help of the simplistic media, are owning the fight against government overreach, which means that anarchists are again in the position of fighting both houses, which we are used to, right? We don't want the right, we don't want the left. Anyway, this is a personal statement about what is up with the anarchist conversation in Canada, vis-a-vis COVID-related issues, and it's nuanced and personal and totally worth reading. Quote, Since the beginning of the pandemic, there has been a current of anarchists who have comprehensively rejected all measures aimed at mitigating the spread of COVID, not just measures that involve empowering the police, but everything, including vaccines. The Nevermore Project is the most prominent example of this current in the Canadian context. Personally, I am okay with vaccines and a lot of other measures that make sense to me, and I don't see much effective difference between these anarchists, who in many cases are people who have been involved in our scenes for years, and the mainstream of the anti-vaxxer right. I personally helped to organize an anti-curfew demonstration on April 18th, 2021, because I felt it was necessary in that moment to create a new poll around which a non-anti-vax resistance to the curfew could coalesce. I don't think the effort was spectacularly successful, but I don't regret trying." Unquote. That was against the second curfew, too. It was wartime from Return Fire. Wow, some rich content this week. This is an informal and very interesting interview about repression in Mexico that's years old now, but obviously still relevant. The delay was intentional, as there is concern about giving too much information to the enemies who read what we produce. There is first-hand evidence of cops hiring people to be extra-legal hit squads, attacks against groups of all ages, and attempts to alienate non-anarchists from anarchists, along with a lot of other terrible activity. Quote, question, so the journalist killed in Mexico worked in Veracruz? Yes, because he fled Chalapa because he knew the government was after him. And that is why they got him, because he activated all the security protocols for the journalists that the government set up. But those protocols are also for human rights defenders. They put security on you, and security always has to do with control about you letting them know and so they can help care. He filled out all the forms, and he did the whole procedure for journalists. Question. He got the button you press on your cell phone. Answer. Yes. He got all of that, and he was executed days after that. So it was rough times, as you can see. People were being killed. Groups were being attacked at birthday parties. Boycotts were happening, and anarchists were being executed outside community radios in Oaxaca. Unquote. Uh, well worth reading, which from Return Fire is not surprising. That was, it was wartime. When cutting class is a matter of life and death, from Crime Think. Making the argument that students are the conscientious objectors of the current time, and with lots of comparisons of students to workers, this text is fine as far as it goes. Although, since anti-work movements consistently get sidetracked into demanding reform, like more money, healthcare, and safer working conditions, rather than fundamental change, one wonders at the efficacy of encouraging more people to imagine themselves into that same framework. So this piece is another in a line of aggrandizing people's normal behavior as a way to jog them slash us into thinking about things differently. It has definitely worked for some. So cool. That was when cutting class is a matter of life and death. 2022 San Antonio Anarchist Book Fair from Annan. The most minimal announcement yet. Free, all ages, please wear a mask. 
They're looking for table tablers and presenters. Saturday, April 9th, 2022, from 1 to 7 p.m. Go there, meet people, find things to read and do. Come back and let us know what happened. There's an email address, and apparently someone is trying to reclaim Pepe the Frog. Controversy. Bristol, UK, 5th Anarchist slash Radical Book Fair, from Anon. Quote, we are pleased to announce that the 5th Annual Anarchist and Radical Book Fair is planned for the 3rd of September, 2022. There will be stalls and hopefully some other events, talks, poetry, and discussions. If you would like a stall, please get in touch. We expect to charge £10. I don't know what that is in dollars. uh, Per stall for this one, with all proceeds going to the 1 in 12 club, unquote. No information about what the 1 in 12 club is. There is a Facebook page. There will be poetry. Commentary from an Anarchist Prisoner from Center for a Stateless Society, i.e. C4SS, by Dwayne Fuller. This piece is mostly about how prisons suck, how they are the necessary stick in this society, and yet they are also too similar to the outside, especially for a society that prides itself on how free and awesome it is. Quote, This place destroys the logical processes of the mind if a man loses hope in humanity. A man's thoughts can become completely disorganized. The noise, the madness streaming from every throat, frustrated sounds from the cell, from the walls, the guard's keys, the iron doors opening and slamming shut. The hollow sound of a cast iron sink, a toilet, the smells, the human waste thrown, unwashed bodies of the mentally broken, the rotten food. Relief is so distant that it is very easy to lose hope. And the guards with the carbines and their mag-like clubs and tear gas are ever present to preserve the terror, to preserve it at any cost. This terror in prison life, the socio-political function of prisons today, is about a self-perpetuating system of terror. Prisons, prisons are political weapons. They function as means of containing elements in the society which threatens the stability of a larger system. Unquote. That was commentary from an anarchist prisoner. The End of Anarchy, an introduction from C4SS by Shane Rossi. Oh dear, seems like WG's tendency is catching, by which I mean, of course, his habit of writing many words to make many assertions about other people's writing and the world in general, with no evidence to back up the analysis. Everyone knows this. This text by Rossi is a defense of Proudhon against the lame Marxists, frequently citing Marx, but again, without references. Yay! This seems like the kernel of the argument being made. Quote, Austrian economists and post-structuralists have previously unexplored overlap. The 20th century communists revisiting the positivity of competition and the deterritorialization feared by conservatives displayed as a benefit of market exchange speak to the delusion point that the new left must have nothing to do with government, including fiscally. What is he arguing then? What is delusion anti-capitalism at all? We say it must be free exchange, a movement that, despite a lack of self-awareness, mirrors the Boston anarchist promise a century earlier. Market anarchism has kept itself alive despite Marxist nonsense. It's time to attack the stale communist critique that refuses to face the emancipatory aspects of markets head on, unquote. So if that sort of thing turns you on, have at it. That was the end of anarchy. Indeed. <laughs> Eric King's mail ban has been lifted from It's Going Down. He can get mail again. Write him. He's sweet. His address is listed in this post. Write an anarchist prisoner today. International solidarity with revolutionary anarchist prisoner Demetrius Chatsavasiliadis from firefund.net slash Demetrius. Here is a bit of information about the no longer active group called Revolutionary Self-Defense that Chatsi Vasiliadis is interned for being part of. 
And this text asks for international solidarity with him, in this case in the form of donations, the reasons for which are undefined, quote, the needs of our imprisoned comrade and expenses for actions, unquote. Hmm. Obviously, support anarchist prisoners, including with money, but surely the Greeks of all people remember that solidarity means attack? That was international solidarity with Demetrius. Black Arm Joy from Haters Cafe. How cool to have two pieces on black anarchism in one week. This text is a working of insurrectionary thought that includes racism, specifically anti-blackness, and the example for good and ill of the Black Panthers. It's hard to get past the extreme generalizing, which is both fair and overused at the same time. It's overused as a problem only to the extent that it oversimplifies problems and hence, of course, what are seen as solutions. But conversations about race and gender and sex within groups who want to really change things is always appropriate even if the road there is necessarily bumpy. Quote, Greg Jackson critiques the white left in his authoritarian leftists killed a cop in your head. In the world of anti-blackness, whiteness is law and order and white people are deputized, made into cops, by the state meaning their actions are a result of the natural way of things. White-led communes and autonomous zones replicate the state's action on a smaller scale. This is what Jackson alludes to in his essay, the real white comrades know the importance of black autonomy is killing the cop in your head. Thus, we will fight against white-led so-called atomic zones as they replicate the state and anti-blackness, as shown in 2020 in the aftermath of, George, of the George Floyd Rebellion, when in the autonomous zone named Chaz, two black boys ended up shot and one ended up dead. This is not insurrection at all. Insurrections require deep networks of care and love, or they will die out before they can develop into a revolutionary movement. Unquote. That was Black Arm Joy. Audio and video, a stripper's memoir from From Embers, an hour. Not a ton of anarchy in here, but there is some. While the bulk of this is about fairly standard questions about writing about one's life, made more dramatic, of course, because of the stigma that still exists against sex work. Aside from almost constant lifting of tone at the end of sentences so that everything sounds like a question, this is interesting and informative and worth listening to, especially if you don't know much about the lives of sex workers. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another reading from the Anarchist Library, where we bring you something relevant, topical, or at least interesting, written by or about anarchists. To tie in with this week's topic of the week on money trouble, I'll be reading an excerpt from The Anarchist Banker, written by author Fernando Pessoa and published in 1922. You can find this and other fine works on theanarchistlibrary.org. One thing is then clear. In the present social situation, however well-intentioned a group of people might be, however concerned they all are with combating social fictions and working for freedom, it is not possible for such a group to work together without the spontaneous creation amongst them of a tyranny, a new tyranny, in addition to that of the existing social fictions, without destroying in practice everything they love in theory, without involuntarily standing in the way of the very thing they wish to promote. What can be done? It's very simple. We should all work for the same end, but separately. Separately? Yes, haven't you been following my argument? I have. And you don't find it logical? Don't you find that conclusion inevitable? I do, yes. What I don't quite see is how... I'll explain. I said that we should all work for the same end, but separately. 
If we all work for the same anarchist aim, we each contribute with our own efforts to the destruction of social fictions, which is what we're aiming for, and to the creation of a free society in the future. Working separately, we cannot, in any way, create a new tyranny because no one has any influence on anyone else and cannot, therefore, either diminish someone else's freedom by domination or extinguish that freedom by solicitude. By working separately and for the same anarchist aims, we have two advantages. It will still be a joint effort, and we will avoid the creation of a new tyranny. We will remain united because we are morally united, and we are working in the same way for the same end. We will still be anarchists because each of us is working for a free society, but we will no longer be either voluntarily or involuntarily traitors to our cause. We cannot be, because by continuing our anarchist work alone, we place ourselves beyond the detrimental influence of social fictions and the hereditary effect they have on the qualities given to us by nature. Obviously, this whole strategy applies to what I call the period of preparation for social revolution. Once bourgeois defenses are broken down and the whole of society has been reduced to a state of acceptance of anarchist doctrine, and all that is required is a social revolution, then, in order to drive that home, we might have to stop working separately. By then, however, we would almost have achieved our aim of a free society, and things would be very different. The strategy I'm referring to applies only to the anarchist influence on bourgeois society as a group to which I belonged. That, I concluded, was the one true anarchist course of action. Together, we were worth nothing of any value, and worse than that, we became tyrants of each other and we inhibited each other and our theories. We would not achieve very much on our own either, but at least we would not be standing in the path of freedom. We would not be creating a new tyranny. What we did achieve, however little it was, would be a real achievement with no disadvantage or loss. Working separately, we would learn to trust ourselves more, be less dependent on others, become freer, and, by our example, prepare ourselves and others for the future. I was thrilled with this new discovery. I immediately went and explained it to my comrades. That was one of the few times in my life I have acted foolishly. I was so full of my own discovery that I just assumed they would agree with me. And of course they didn't. They rejected it, my friend. They all rejected it, some more vehemently than others, but they all protested. That simply isn't how things are. It is simply out of the question. No one, though, was capable of saying how it is or how it should be. I argued and argued, and in response to my arguments, I received only clichés, nonsense, the sort of things that ministers say in Parliament when they have no answers. Then I realized what fools, what cowards I was involved with. They were unmasked. The rabble were born to be slaves. They wanted to be anarchists at someone else's expense. They wanted freedom as long as someone else arranged it for them. As long as it was bestowed on them the way a king bestows a title... Most of them are like that, mere lackeys. And did you get angry? Angry? I was furious. I lashed out. I laid hold of sticks and stones. I almost came to blows with one or two of them. And I ended up leaving. I isolated myself. I was sick of those sheep. 
I almost lost my faith in anarchism. I almost decided to have nothing more to do with it all. After a few days, though, I came to my senses. I decided that the anarchist ideal was above such squabbles. They might not want to be true anarchists, but I did. They might merely want to play at being libertarians, but I did not. If they could only find the strength to fight when clinging to each other and creating amongst themselves a new simulacrum of the tyranny they claimed that they wanted to combat, then let them, the fools. That was all they were good for. I wasn't going to become a bourgeois for such piffling reasons. I had established that, in true anarchism, each person had to create freedom and combat social fictions by his own efforts. Well then, that was what I would do. No one wanted to follow me along the true anarchist path, so I would walk it alone, with my own resources, with my own faith, without even the moral support of those who had once been my comrades in order to do battle with the social fictions. I'm not saying it was a beautiful or even a heroic gesture. It was a natural gesture. If the road had to be walked by each person separately, then I didn't need anyone else to walk down it with me. All I needed were my ideals. Those were the principles and the circumstances that decided me to do what I could to combat social fictions alone. Topic of the week, money trouble. So you're not a millionaire, you can't buy half a house, but you're not skinned anymore. I imagine there are at least a few anarchists out there who are relatively used to substantial amounts of money in bank accounts. Perhaps there are even a few more on top who actually know how to utilize the numerical pixels without the deleterious headfuck. I have never had either experience as an anarchist, that is until now. It's a baneful feeling for me as it has taken the deaths of both my parents within six months for the status quo to take a big magical fiat dump on my pretensions. Sure, a little bit of money gets me a new pair of reading glasses and the prospect of getting my teeth fixed, but I have much beyond a flash amp and a stupidly priced guitar. Maybe you have a grander plan that doesn't include resorting to recursive money wank. This topic of the week is an expedition for me. Despite the radical isms that surround me, it is to my poverty that there are few within my direct milieu who are not seduced by the comfort and rot of prevailing liberal and middle class fairy tales. I am very much tempted to deprive this bunch of arseholes of an arsehole and parachute my loaded butt cheeks onto another more worthy ecology. I don't know what to do with all this dough. I'm worn down. What would you do? Greetings, listeners. I'm here with Liminal D, who gave us this topic for us to discuss today. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Um, uh, my condolences, first of all. And uh, yeah, it's been a tough couple of years. A lot of people are falling dead. Um, um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, my parents, like, you know, it was all on the cards anyway, sort yeah. of. You know, they were very ill for a very long time, so... So since the topic came out, have you had any ideas from the comments or any type of uh, clearer idea of what to do? 
Well, not really. I, I mean, there's, uh, it's, it's all, I mean, talking about the money, Wank, I mean, this is all a bit wankish to me, like, you know, because so, it's stuff I, I would never even consider generally, like, in my day-to-day, like, before I got the money. So, yeah, it's all, it's all a bit of a fantasy, you know? Yes, I've never engaged in that. Um, I know people who play the lottery every week and never miss it and live for the for the money wank. But yeah, I don't do that. And yeah, it's a curious predicament what to do with this amount. So are you going to take the hedonistic route? Or are you going to save it and play it safe? Or what are you thinking? Well, I think uh, I don't really want to play it safe. I, want, I, I would like to do something that's sort of... Uh, I don't know, pushes the agenda or whatever you want to, whatever you want to, uh, you know, vernacular or whatever you want to put, use like sort of, um, yeah, however you want to uh, place it. I mean, uh, so yeah. um, have you thought what was the about again? what What was the question again? I took myself right off the. No, no, you, my, you, uh, you, you were on track. You were right on track. The question was, were you going to take the hedonistic route or the safe savings approach? And you yeah. told me that you're going to invest it in the cost, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I mean, the hedonism, that I've, I've done that. Like, that's, that's been and gone. You know, I've had, I've had the addictions. I've had all the, uh, you know, the fights and seeing friends in, like, in bad places, you know. And uh, I would like to sort of, uh, I don't know, be able to utilize this money in some way that uh, perhaps gives a, you know, changes the fairy tale, makes a new kind of magic gives a bit of confidence to people you know so uh that's the sort of thing i'd like to do with the cash yeah and some people in the comments were quick to mention like i i, I think like three or four comments they were saying to buy land but in the topic you yeah. say it's not enough to buy have a house so i don't know how much land that yeah, you buy. i mean yeah here in the uk you know like the housing is very very high you can buy land but there's a lot of stipulations of what you can actually do with that so Whatever you do, you've got a, you know, you, you're going to be having oversight by the local can, councils and parish councils, all this stuff, you know. So it ain't really, uh, it, it, it isn't easy. And it's more, you know, I see all these things that they, they're just more stuff that's just taking a dump on me. Like, you know, the money is the fiat dump, whereas like you've got the, you know, the bureaucratic dump that the council want to take on my head when I get a bit of land. Uh, so there's, you know, there's all this stuff to sort of take into account as well which is the stuff that I want to avoid. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and uh, an easy thing to think of is food. You know, it always buys food and no one's going to stop you from buying as much food as you want and yeah. distributing it and squats or, or at um, tabling scenes or whatever. You can always have snacks and stuff. But I mean, that doesn't sound so grand, you know, but it's it's always useful. Well, I mean, it's something I've considered anyway, you know, sort of, uh, you know, we've uh, tried to, like me and my, the, the bods I sort of hang about with, we've tried to sort of, um, you know, but it's because I live out in the country, I'm originally from, from the city, and uh, that would be a, a good place to do that. But since I've moved out into the sticks as it is, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything so far between. So it's quite, it's hard to do that. And it's also knowing where those uh, populations are because, you know, the visible part is all middle class. It's all it's all crap, like you know. Whereas, so the people who actually need that stuff are all hidden away, and it's actually getting to those people to know about it. And you know, if you're going to dedicate yourself to doing that, you you've got to actually be in that area, you know. Because whatever I do, I'm a tourist. Like, I'm I'm going from here to there. So this is what I was talking about about parachuting my butt cheeks. Because yeah. uh, here, there's only a limited amount that I can 
do. Whereas there are there is stuff I know I can do somewhere else. But it means like you know, like packing myself up and buggering off. Like and you know, it's a, this this is a place where uh, I've actually come to quite like and well, I, I suppose I've uh, I feel the ecology. You know, well, I keep on saying you know you have to fucking edit that shit out. Yeah, like, yeah. Bugging the bulk. Uh, I'm thinking that if you can get people to come to you, you're not the parachuter and you're not the tourist. So maybe you could do yeah. some type of online. I don't want to say advertising because that sounds too broad. But let's say reach out to the people that might want to come and maybe you have <laughs> a, a, an info shop, bed and breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I saw that in the comments. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so people can come to the countryside, come visit, come chat. I don't know, look at some reading material. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, uh, that's an idea. I mean, I can do that, but it's also once you get your, you get your, you know, get yourself on the radar, and you know, the cop, the coppers, uh, the police out here, you know, they're they're bored, you know, so they uh, they start giving you crap around there, you know, they start, you know, they're yeah. just really bored. Yeah, so they ain't like the metropolitan place, like who can you know just yeah. Yeah, so it can't be so open and so public to like random people you can't trust. So I mean, but if it's like I don't know, because I mean where you live, it it's not the largest, but it's also not the smallest. So I'm pretty sure you know people from years that live sort of far away and and haven't been able to come visit, and maybe it wouldn't be so much on the radar if they come along before maybe yeah 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 maybe yeah, it was definitely, more comfortable definitely. before yeah definitely that's the sort of thing uh yeah i'd quite like that anyway you know to have a visit from uh from my far-flung anarchist mate you know <laughs> yeah and uh you mentioned you got a, a guitar uh, maybe have you considered uh recording or <laughs> making a recording studio uh nah i mean this is, I, I used to be a sound engineer like years and years ago and uh yeah i mean that, that's all just wank as well like it's uh It's all, you know, I can sort of uh, sit here and jam by myself. I don't really give care about, like, anyone else hearing me or any of that stuff, right? So it's all just catharsis for me, you know. I might as well get me get me dick out, like, you know. So it's yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's no good. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to do that. It's, uh, it's all quite quite low-level low stuff, like, I suppose. I'll, I don't know. That's just a new term I've just pulled out my arts, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's more, uh, do you think, radar getting or... What do you feel more comfortable with, like investing in, let's say, real life stuff, uh, in person stuff, or or online stuff? Well, definitely not online. You know, it's a, I, I sort of, uh, I mean, talking about money. I mean, years ago, like I used to be a hacker, and I uh, I acquired a few Bitcoin, but I got ripped off by a mate, and then I lost all that, and I thought, brilliant, like that's just got rid of that headache, you know. So, uh, but then I weren't really an anarchist. I was a, uh, yeah, I was more of a pseudo socialist criminal, you know. So, uh, yeah, this is a, this is a different thing. So back then, I couldn't do bugger all with Bitcoin. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I, I've never gotten into any of that, but uh, uh, you know, a lot of the comments were recommending stuff like running a website, getting servers, uh, upgrading your online security yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, if, you, if you've done all that, that you you don't need that. Well, I haven't done all that. I mean, what the, you know, sort of what uh, Anarchy Planet's doing. Like, I think that's that is brilliant. Like, I mean, that's a that's an infrastructure. That's 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 some great stuff. I mean, but I don't I don't I don't think I've got the the legs for that. And I don't want to be. I don't really want the oversight of that. You know, I don't want to be some sort of become some sort of gatekeeper, which people will make me if even if I don't want it. I mean, that's a. But that's just my layering some crap onto people I don't know. Right. So 
that's just that's fantasy. That's a but yeah, that's something. I mean, if I could find, yeah, I mean that's that's a that's an option. If if uh, speaking of fantasy, what's the most fantastical thing that you've considered to actually do? Well, I mean, I suppose the the, the fantasy would be. I mean, I suppose it's the elephant on, in the room that we can't really talk about. You know, that big insurrectionary elephant that no one can talk about. So it's that sort of stuff which you can't really go into too much. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's the yeah the, the fantasy. My fantasy would be to just have like I mean that bit of land that people talk about. That would be great, and just having like no oversight on that bit of land and being able to bring people in like like sort of a di like get some sort of DIY culture going. It's where it sort of gives confidence to people who may not be as aligned. So you can sort of get them on the anarchy page without actually being uh, in their face about it, you know. So yeah, that'd be the fantasy, but that is pure fantasy. Well, I mean. You mentioned, you know, the big insurrectionary fantasy. The, the curious thing about that is that it's not so reliant on money, but on many other factors that you couldn't even, you know, manage yourself, like uh, to pull the kinds of strings that you would need to do with money and not influence and not all the other things. You would need so much more than currently. But I, I do think it's pretty possible to do what you say about getting people to know and meet these types of uh, ideas and traditions and legacies or whatever, or conversations, yeah. however you want to frame it. That's very doable, I think. Yeah, I am sort of part of a, like, a small community. We ain't, we ain't all explicitly anarchists, but it is all quite, you know, sort of all over the place, and none of us are really doing as we're told. So, yeah, but it's, it's also disparate, you know. It's, uh, there's nothing sort of, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite hard. Because as soon as someone else gets a, a, a sniff of a, I don't know, an opportunity, they're off, they're off running it. They're on the fucking, you know, they're on the ladder. And so it's, uh, it's quite hard to sort of, uh, yeah, it's like herding cats, I suppose, if you're going to try. Yeah, it's almost as if you're better off each uh, separate, not, not put all the eggs in one basket, so to speak. Yeah, well, I mean, I couldn't even put the eggs in the basket. The basket doesn't even exist, really, Like, but, uh, but the eggs do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at these different cases of the boldest attacks, uh, the boldest attacks in recent years, and, you know, it's all people who have decided to give everything up uh, have nothing to lose. So it's not precisely like the the framing of now you got some money. <laughs> It's almost like yeah. you're gonna throw it all away because I mean it doesn't take that yeah, much think, cash to like make something that goes bang or something. It's this is what uh, my parents dedicated their life to, you know, what they ruined their elf over. All this crap that's just been placed on me is like the the legacy, you know, the accumu the accumulation of all the crap they put up with in their life. And that's a weird old like uh, spook, if you want to use that word, like because it is a spook. That I'm, that it's my spook, but it's my parents as well. Like it's there, you know. I actually want to do something with it. I don't want to just sort of spunk it, but it's a. Uh, I'd like, uh, you know, I'd like to sort of create a, a pain in the arse or two for yeah the shit as I see it. Well, that's really nice. I mean, um, only so much can be said, and uh, we're not necessarily reinventing the wheel here either. Not really. Um, but I mean. <laughs> Let's just talk about fanciful things that maybe are hypothetical and have nothing to do with you, but like still are on topic. You know, this guy that was in the, I mean, he's still alive, but 
is Octavio Alberola, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this guy, I mean, he printed uh, all kinds of documents. So, I mean, imagine having the ability to print <laughs> all kinds of documents. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think printing is a, is a brilliant idea, you know, it's a... Uh... I had sort of toyed with an idea of a lot of, uh, quite a while ago of a, like sort of a sister press over the other side of the ocean to LBC, like you know. So uh, there is all that sort of uh, like and the print, like you say, like there's just low the possibilities. And I used to work in the print years ago as well. So yeah, that's a there's a lot that there's a lot you can do there. Yeah, and nowadays it's you know it has the digital element as well. Like you can Photoshop and edit all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like I don't know. Recently, I had to you know <laughs> get some papers to make some transactions, uh, vehicle stuff, a few edits, yeah. edits here and there, some minor infractions could speed up the process. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's terrible ideas, but I mean brainstorming. All all ideas are valid. Yeah, I mean I suppose that might be something that's sort of uh, possible where where you are. I mean over here, like you say, it's all it's all become digital. Like there's not much you really do in print anymore. You know, other than sort of like bank statements and stuff like that to, as like proof of address and things you know but uh yeah as for the like, documents it's all it's all so so uh like digital you know it's, it's uh it's pretty redundant over here really it's just a formality so i mean the other uh suggestion that some people have mentioned is traveling you can travel either abroad or around in trains around where you live so have you considered travel mm. but not parachuting you know just uh Going along, seeing everything. Well, uh, it's that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a uh, that's that's something. I suppose if you're into that sort of thing, that'd be great. Uh, I can see the I can see the benefit. You know, it's good to see the world. Good to experience new experiences and meet new people. Yeah, I, uh, I suppose that's a uh, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, I like to I like to hitch. You know, but uh, I suppose but since COVID, that's sort of uh, died a bit of a death. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's something. I, I yeah, it's not so much. I always feel like a tourist. It's uh, something I can't really get into. The thought of just like got sh shooting off. Yeah, I, I'm gonna yeah, be I'm... a bit contrarian here, just for yeah, do it. for the sake of it. Like, I mean, yeah, do it, man. Sure, I mean, you know, the stereotype of the tourist, uh, especially the obnoxious. Uh, maybe you could say, you know, some people have the stereotype of tourists going everywhere, making lots of noise, making a mess or whatever on spring break, mm. something like that. But I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. And maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, it's more like uh, pushing the the comfort so more so than like some ethical opposition to to be the tourist. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I suppose this is the this is just a personal thing for me. I mean, I ain't sort of discounting that for others because uh, the experience will be different. It's just that uh, you know I'm at a point where that's no longer it doesn't seem that uh, appealing to me. It's all about that thing about forming relationships and connections with things for, for me now. And uh, you know, if, if I'm on the road. I think the biggest the biggest connection I'm gonna make is with the fucking road. You know, it yeah. goes back to your uh, that, that reading by Max Resler a couple of weeks ago, you know, about the motorway. It's uh, you just got these fucking ley lines of capital that you're just traveling along, and this uh, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really want that. Like, it's uh, and it's, it's people as well. You know, just making connections and the in the environment. And I think if you're moving too quickly, you, you you're missing it. You're, you're just sort of skipping over a whole like you're, you're cutting across things. You ain't you ain't actually engaging with stuff. Especially like if you're walking, like hitching and hiking, like you know it's sort of a there's a connection there, but because uh, you ain't sort of skipping too many steps. But jumping on the train, yeah, I mean that's a uh, that's, that's good for sitting down and be, like writing a bit of poetry or something. But 
yeah, that's all. That's all like romantic stuff to me. You know, this is it's too romantic. I actually want sort of the uh, sensual. You know, I want to. I want to connect. You know, I I agree with you. I was just like pushing the notion, but you seem yeah. to be very clear with that. And yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> have you considered being a, a sugar daddy? Uh, well, I've been a sugar daddy. <laughs> yes, but, uh, the, the thing is, my sugar ain't, ain't been the money in the past. Like, you know, it's been other things that have oh, just been my okay, sugar. Okay. Still are, but, uh, okay. Yeah, I am the sugar. You know, I'm, I'm full of sugar, me. So, I mean, uh, maybe you, you've already done and, and seen everything. So, I mean, you don't have to stress over uh, this little uh, new new uh, acquisitions. Uh, just keep on keeping on and, and you'll figure it out. Don't worry about it so much. Yeah, but you know, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, it's not to say, you know, like the, the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, I'm trying to think what the, what the, uh, the opposite, the, the, uh, you know, what the other side of the coin is to me being the daddy. What is the, you know, what is? Oh, the, you're, uh, you're the the sugar baby. The sugar baby, right? Sugar baby. That is that's quite disconcerting, really. Like that thought. That's uh, yeah, but there's plenty of sugar out there as well, you know. <laughs> wow, that that's. Imagine that you use your money to become yourself more appealing to be a sugar baby instead oh, of a sugar daddy. No, I don't, I don't need the cash for that. Like that's just that's just crap. Like I mean, you know, if you need the money to do that, what 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 an horrible crutch to have. Like that's like a that's like an illness or some shit. That that's a yeah yeah. You know, that's like that's like a, it's like dosing yourself up with steroids or something. You know, so I don't know what. Yeah. So I do you think there's anything we haven't discussed before we maybe cut it here or or no? I mean, I think. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all totally uh, unsatisfactory to me. It don't really get me much closer to where I want to be, but uh, covered most of the, the stuff that's, uh, you know, plain plain sight, as it were. Yeah, so before leaving, I mean, I just want to, like, mention the, you know, explicitly the elephant in the room, which is that yeah. a lot of times we, we have these grand ideas and these abstract concepts and we don't see the, you know, the practical application. And mm -hmm. sometimes we think it's a scarcity of means But it's more complex than that, you know. Sometimes we can even yeah. have the means, and it's not so clear how to go about it. Definitely not clear to me at this moment. Yeah, and and, and it's funny because I mean, you you've had by what you've mentioned, you've done a lot of things and had a you know a, a life where you've been active in this. So I mean, imagine how it must be for like the newcomers who really have no yeah. idea. Well, I mean, I think the, the newcomers, I think really it's about confidence. I think that's the drug, like you know, actually realizing the power that we've got. As a, in ourselves, as individuals, like the power that we've got over this world. You know, I think once that belief's there, so much opens up. That's a good note to end with. Check out the Anarchist Library. That's the place to go. Like, there's loads of stuff in there that will give you confidence. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you very much for the topic and for the conversation. Take care, and I, I hope you figure everything out. Well, yeah. Cheers, Octox. Cheers. Nice talking to you. Nice job. Ain't got no home, ain't got no shoes. Ain't got no money, ain't got no class, ain't got no past, ain't got no sweater. This week's podcast was sound edited by Greg, though it's new was written by Chisel and read by Chisel and Bruno. We thank Octox and Liminal D for their help with the topic of the week, not being skint. We hope this podcast is useful to and fun for anarchists and the anarcho curious. Got my brains, got my ears, got my eyes, got my nose, got my mind.